Hi guys, welcome to the podcast. This is No Balls Cricket. Uh, alongside me today, as usual, we have Siddharth Salanki, the junior pro, the respected journalist, and myself, Siddharth Pradhan. I am the club cricketer. Uh, we had a jam-packed show last week when we discussed the India and England test match, the first test, and previewed pretty much everything that went along with it. And uh, this time, we'll do a review and a preview for for the second test as long as our uh, our kind panelists will cooperate with me. <laughs> Why would uh, we not cooperate? Let's start, guys. We'll jump into this pretty quickly. Uh, not the greatest performance from India. Decent performance from England. A few holes that they have to fill as well. And how did Adil, Adil Rashid fare? <laughs> what, Sid, why don't you tell us what you thought of Adil Rashid's performance? Uh, I, I thought he did exactly as expected. Great. It was fabulous. He got rid of Virat Kohli. He took the last wicket in the... Uh, or sorry, the second last wicket in the first innings as well. He got In the second innings, he got Ishan Sharma. That was a big wicket. Wait, who do you count in that case? Do you really count Ishan Sharma as a wicket? I think he played well. I mean, he's <laughs> better than some of our batsmen to hang around for that long. Yeah, that's true. Better than a lot of our batsmen, actually. Yeah, I mean we can bash Rashid till like till kingdom come, but we but yeah. let's see we can let's save go. the bashing for our for our uh, own batsmen. Let's go, let's go chronologically from this point forward. Uh, England's first innings, they were doing very very well with that big partnership between Bairstow and Root, and then the run out happened, and then there was this massive collapse after that. Yeah, I mean just all credit to to Kohli for pulling that off. Um, it's, it's it's weird. You you look at the technique here. Everyone talks about technique in every other aspect. You look at fielding technique, and most people would slide past the ball, wait for it, and then pick it up and throw it. This guy just literally runs after it and on like bends down and on the turn throws it. Like I've not seen anyone throw like that before. Like you, it just goes completely against the your standard cricketing manual, and then he just pulled off something unbelievable. And also like hats off to the two Yorkshiremen on Yorkshire Day. Screwing up an easy single by going for a suicidal second run. <laughs> who who was to blame there? Did we figure out? So, I, look, I thought everyone was b- blaming Bairstow a little harshly. Like, I, I, I think the second run was suicidal. But I also think it's almost like a Kohli or Dhoni situation where they expect everyone to be as quick as them. Bairstow's, I, I didn't realize Bairstow's that much quicker than Root. Like, I, I saw Root take off for that run. He was slow to take off. He was slow on his turn. And he was just slow between like between the wickets in general. So I think Besto expects that if there's another Besto out the crease, that was an easy two, but just Root wasn't quick enough. Yeah, again, I think everybody's forgetting the important question: is Root is Root's running slower than his conversion rate? <laughs> <laughs> Look, I I, I want to give Root credit. I think he's just showing how much he hates the idea of the hundred. He's just not going to get a hundred until they they get rid of that concept. <laughs> Yeah, uh, fair point, but it seemed like everybody in this game other than Virat Kohli was like, <laughs> uh, the rest of the, the innings, the collapse, uh, I mean, they kind of just, you know, from to, to going from 216 for 3 to 287 all out, that's a pretty shabby performance to be honest. Yeah, but that's just classic England. They've, they've, they've collapsed a lot recently, the last two, three years, for a team that claims to bat deep. They do really collapse a lot. But I think uh, one good positive from the England collapse was Sam Curran. I think he played really well. I didn't think he was that good a batsman. But I didn't know he was as good as a, he was. So the interesting thing about Curran is that uh, in his his county teammates consider him to be a batting all-rounder. They think he's going to bat 4, 5 or 6 for them and for England and bowl a few overs. Not... You know, the, obviously the exact opposite happened in this test. But apparently he himself has also said that he sees himself batting at higher up the order in, like in, in England's middle order, basically. Really? He averages 27 in county cricket. Yeah, I mean, he's 20. He's, he'll, he'll get better. Yeah, I think, I think Joe Root uh, put it quite well, saying it's like having two Ben Stokes in your team. Uh, I think that's pushing it a bit far at this point, but no. Yeah, just... because Sam Curran seems like a nice guy. <laughs> <laughs> that's so true. Sam Curran does seem like a nice guy. The other thing I think is that uh, the only person who's going to be jealous of Sam Curran is Joe Root himself. 
the only person with a more childlike face than Root is Sam Cohen. <laughs> and Sam Cohen's twenty, so you know he is actually a child. That's true, but Root wasn't much older when he made his test debut, so you know. He still looks like a right. baby. Right. Moving on, um, the negatives from the English batting. Look, I think there's a serious concern at the top of the order. I don't expect... It's not like Ashwin's going to get cooked 10 times in, on this tour, but cook like... We all said the, the England's weakness is that they don't have a second opener. They It's very inconsistent in yeah, terms I, of... I, I don't opener. necessarily blame Keaton Jennings for getting out in the first innings. I blame no, the no. pigeon. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, obviously, his, his first innings dismissal was pure, pure bad luck. But, um, anyway, although, to be fair, he should have been... Yeah, out a lot earlier. We just dropped a catch, of course, because that's who we are. We haven't spoken anything. Uh, 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 well, we haven't spoken anything about the catching in this game just yet. But we will. It was uh, awful. It was. I think that's all that needed to be said. Who was better in that? I think we did a scorecard, and I believe India won that. Yes, India had fewer drops. That tells you all you need to know when they drop Sam Curran. Yeah, we. I mean, to be fair. The only reason this was even a game was because Kohli was dropped. David Milan, yeah, dropped. Yeah. And, yeah. But and I felt like that was an easier catch than the one Dhawan dropped uh, off. Oh, easily, easily. Um, Were oh. you guys surprised at how well Shami bowled in that first innings? I was, because we all have the, the image of uh, second innings Shami and each second innings Shami showed up in the first innings. In fact, didn't show up in the second innings for once. But yeah, his first innings bowling was really good. And uh, he pulled it back for India because... Um, Omesh wasted a wasted the new ball. I mean, he had one. His first over was really good, and then he suddenly just disappeared. Yeah. Like he was he was spraying it all over the place. Um, and Ishant wasn't as uh, was wasn't as effective on the first morning either. In fact, I think both of those two really wasted the new ball on the first morning, and, and we needed Shami and and Ashwin to come in and just pull the pull the reins in a bit. Right. Moving on to the Indian first innings. Um. Well, other than Kohli, it was well appalling, wasn't it? Sir? Yeah, is I knew this was going to happen, and I don't know why Thavan's still in the side. Rahane didn't look good. Um, I'll leave Dinesh Karthik for you, Sid. Uh, <laughs> Thank you. Rahul made a huge mistake, uh, and other than Kohli, it was it was actually hard to watch. Now, even Kohli should have been out on what twenty one yeah. or twenty three that he was dropped on. Yeah. But once, once I think. He was dropped. He started playing much better. There's this one spell uh, of James Anderson, which was which was riveting Test cricket. I think Kohli came out on top just because he didn't lose his wicket. And uh, like a lot of people said, that he he really drained in his ego and uh, respected the English conditions. And by the end, uh, when Pandya got out, he did really well, dominated the game, and took us really, really close. Without him, we would have lost this match on the first day. Second day, sorry. I am still quite frustrated at the way he got out. I think everybody looks at the great innings and then sees that those, they don't necessarily look at the one shot. It's a bit unlucky, yeah. But it was still, he didn't you know, exactly look to get it in a gap or anything of that sort. Yeah, I think, I think I mean, he, he was up. trying to hit a four. He's just, he just trying to hit out yeah. and see what happened. And as Kohli said himself, I think you're just annoyed that Rashid got Kohli. Yeah, I am. <laughs> Definitely. No, I'm I, annoyed that Rashid got a wicket in general. I thought after we lambasted him so much last week, I thought he should have gone back with his tail between his legs. Who knows now what's going to happen. I, mean, I don't think he listens to this. Sid. And also, karmic justice would have been that he got a fifer and not that he you know, completely flops. But uh, No, also... By the way, I think Kohli said it himself. He was almost, by the end of that day, he was kind of happy that he got out when he did. Because he was like, look, if I, if I hadn't gotten out then, then we probably wouldn't have gotten Cook uh, in, before the day's cricket ended. Which is, he, he's completely right. If he just kept batting, then probably the innings wouldn't have ended. We wouldn't have bowled until the next day. And, you know, game would have been different. We would have had a lead, so who knows. But uh, Yeah, but would you... No, so, I have a question for you. Would you rather be 13 runs behind have a team 9 for 1 at stumps on that day or be 13 ahead. If you're guaranteeing me 9 for 1 at stumps on that day, I'd take that. Yeah, I'd take that. Yeah. Easily. Here's the problem for me, right? 
I always want more in the bank than I do outside of it. So I always take the 13 ahead. Yeah, but then you're saying we won't get that cook wicket. And plus the additional uh, two batsmen having to set themselves up all over again on the second day. Yeah. I mean, the day after. It, uh, so, yeah, but who knows what could happen on the second day? So, Keaton Jennings could score a hundred. Root could finally figure out how to convert stuff into hundreds. Yeah, but we still we still have to get nine people out instead of ten, and one of them is Cook. We got rid of Cook, so I think that's a huge advantage. Yeah, I I take that. But thirteen runs, I'll 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 yeah, leave Cook out. <laughs> does does sticking on uh, Alistair Cook? Does he have a genuine problem against Ashwin or just Ashwin, or is it all in his head? I think Ashwin has his number. Um, whether it's mental or it's just it's just something. I mean, look, Ashwin um, has uh, plays well. Uh, sorry, bowls better against left-handers anyway. But the I mean, also he to be to be fair to Cook, he got two absolutely unplayable deliveries. Like I don't know what more he could have done because the drift, the the perf- the way the place it's landed, it's just been perfectly bowled. And I'm sure yeah, he could have done anything. Yeah, that. and I'm sure if Ashwin bowls that ball, can, ball can, on can Thursday. I, can I just say that neither of those seemed completely unplayable? I mean, Sam Curran provided the perfect repost for that. He smacked Ashwin straight over his head. I don't think Ashwin bowled a ball as good as those two to anyone else. That's Genuinely. again debatable, but we'll move on. Um, Thanks. Man. What about? All right, fine. Uh, okay. Uh, yeah, we'll, we'll discuss the rest of England's innings later. Let's go back to the Indian innings. Um, the rest of the dismissals, other than Kohli, I mean, Rahul threw his bat at a ball that was wide outside of stump. In my opinion, shouldn't have played it. Rahane played a silly shot. Pandya got lucky, got dropped, uh, and then eventually ended up getting out to a beauty. Uh, and, you know, everybody else, Vijay also not playing the perfect shot. Uh, and Dhawan mainly, uh, giving me real cause for concern. I, I don't really know why he's in the side. Uh, much like everybody else, whips with scratching our heads trying to figure that out. But uh, uh, we need more from our batsmen, surely. Oh, easily. That goes without saying, I think. The one thing I would say about you not knowing why Dhawan's on the side is now that case is a little less. Like, obviously, he didn't perform well, but then neither did the only other opener. Um, as in the other replacement opener, we assumed that Vijay would keep his place. But Rahul didn't bat well in either innings. So, if you take Dhawan out and bring Pujara in, it's not necessarily that you strengthened your lineup because Rahul looked pretty uncomfortable in both innings. That's fine. The first innings he just got off to got out to a bad shot, but he's I wasn't that convinced by him either. I mean, none of the Indian batsmen really seem to have. They all seem to have the techniques. They don't seem to have the discipline and the mindset it's to a, kind of come to those conditions. It's a discipline going. By, I mean, if you go back to Dhawan, he got dropped two balls before or three balls before he got out, and like literally, you, that is the point. You saw how Kohli reacted to getting dropped. You saw how Pandya reacted to getting dropped. Like you, you, if you have that level of luck, you have to make it count. Um, and Dhawan just like threw his bat at another one right after, and that's after he's seen two batsmen get out, then himself get dropped. At some point in time, you have to realize that, okay, whatever my natural game is, right now this is a tough period of cricket, I need to see it out. I mean, forget Kohli, I thought the most uh, accomplished and uh, confident batsman out there was Umesh Yadav. <laughs> that one over that he batted, he looked so confident, it was like nothing was going to go past him. Yeah, when Ishan got out and was like, oh no, not, let's not ruin Kohli's first century in England and thankfully he survived that over. But also, I have, I'm not understanding why like, everyone was... I mean, obviously, Ben Stokes bowled really well. But Ajinkya Rahane was like... when On commentary, everyone was like, okay, he can't seem to figure out Stokes' bowling at all. You know, he's being to, being made uncomfortable. I think in both innings where Stokes has gotten a key wicket, first innings Rahane, second innings Rahul, the ball has moved, sure. He's gotten it to swing more than anyone else. But they're playing shots that they don't need to be playing. Like, Rahane could have uh, could have left his ball on length. He's... You know, it's hit the top uh, top half of his bat uh, at like around waist height, so it's not going to hit the stumps. You don't need to be playing at it. Rahul did pretty much the same thing in the in the second innings. I, I'm just wondering where like that when you, it goes back to discipline and, and mindset. Where, where where is that coming from for for the improvement to happen in the second test? I think in the case of Rahane's dismissal, it was definitely a poor shot. I'll give Rahul the benefit of the doubt for that second innings dismissal. I, I genuinely will. 
because I do believe that was a fabulous ball to get. Oh yeah, no doubt. And it was it was a really good ball. I just feel like the I mean the the other thing I I mean the thing the thought that kept coming to me during the test when I when I was thinking this was that um, you know people have these sort of set notions that in in England you leave on line in Australia you leave on length because you just can you know that you know Australia is going to bounce over the stumps beyond a certain point but you also realize i mean if stokes is pitching it up uh, sorry isn't pitching it up and he's pitching it just like on on a good length and with his height and with that angle he's uh, he really bends his back into his balls he's he's probably like you can leave him on length i think that idea that you can only leave on length on a bouncy wicket probably shouldn't uh, you know it, sh- it that ingrained conditioning shouldn't happen i mean i to be to be fair to Rahul as well. I don't think you could trust the bounce on that wicket entirely. It was even for most of it, but you would see balls that would either you know jump and carry through quite nicely to the wicketkeeper, and then there were others that went hold on pretty much the same length and a slightly different line would kind of shoot through on the second bounce. But Stokes so is consistently getting that level of bounce though. Stokes's ball, Stokes's deliveries were getting that getting up that much, like almost every single time he wanted it. Um, moving on now, yeah, India's batting was appalling, and the only reason they got anywhere near England's total was because of Virat Kohli. Uh, and so we'll move on to England's second innings now. And uh, to be honest, they they weren't much better either. Dude, we had them at eighty-seven for seven. We should have at that point when we needed just a hundred runs. I mean, obviously, if we, they were a hundred runs ahead. The game was only going one way. That catch of uh, Karan's that Tawan ended up. Well, call it dropping. Because I felt it was way too difficult a chance to to take anyway. But do you give him the benefit of the doubt there? In hindsight, no, because it's cost us the match pretty much. Um, also, it's like it is a tough catch because it's a bottom edge and it's you know going down low. And but I think those are the catches you have to take. Like, you, I mean, there was a the one of Keaton Jennings in the first innings where Ahane dived in front. That was probably a catch that should have been taken. That's another like. 20-odd runs we would have saved. This was one. Um, there are tough ta- catches that you when when they get missed, you're like, okay, well, that wasn't easy to catch. But you, when you think about it, it's like, no, we needed to take that one. How good was Ishan Sharma in that second innings? Oh. I mean, Ishan, he was... Given that I was really disappointed with how he bowled in the first innings, he was... Um, yeah, that the way he came back in the second, second innings was brilliant. And I think... Um, we were having a conversation earlier, like, uh, separately about um, match practice, and we we've, we can get into that here later. But with with Ishan, the fact he is the only one of these bowlers who's got any sort of practice in the in these conditions because he bowled, he played county cricket this year, and it for Sussex, yeah, yeah for Sussex, and it, and it showed. He's he's like he knew how to adjust. He's, his lengths are a lot fuller than we've seen um, Ishan Sharma bowl consistently. It, like, it was a really good performance in that second inning. Yeah, uh, I did feel Ishan Shaman. Now, of course, Ashwin was quite brilliant. But he was getting the ball to turn. Maybe there was a case for a second spinner there. Yeah, that, that was the conversation throughout the test match. I think with most pundits and commentators saying oh, both teams should have gone for that second spinner. But was it really that easy a decision to make? Because you never know with these English conditions. I feel like if you go with the second spinner and it starts... The weather weather can change so quickly. Yeah. I think it would have been a bold decision to play a second spinner, but in hindsight, it obviously makes sense. We'd have we'd have won this test match with a second spinner. Also, okay, we'll get to the English batting now. Um, a, a few people that you really thought were very very shaky, David Milan, for example, didn't look uh, anywhere near test quality, and to be quite honest, I don't think he has been uh, test quality, and he probably isn't. Uh, and the other one, uh, then you have to say, is Josh Butler, who looked very shaky in both ends. Yeah, Butler's the interesting one because everyone is talking about Rashid and how he's coming in from white ball cricket, and he and you know it, it's not a smart selection. Butler's done the Butler's earned his test recall on the same way. Butler's earned a test recall on the back of IPL form, and his like everyone agrees that he's a talented batsman, but he's not really translating that at at this level yet, and he's. You know he's going to face a consistently good bowling attack over this series. You know, it's a five-match series. Like he's gotten a little lucky in the in, in the Pakistan series. He only had to play two matches, and he in in the you know he was able to sort of um, figure it out by the end of the series. But here, I think 
if we if there are technical deficiencies in his test match batting, they're going to be found out. Yeah, especially over five matches. Yeah. Well, I mean, you, there are some technical deficiencies that have been found out in one match. So I exactly. Mean, you know, they're exactly. going to exploit it after that. And it's not even the it's like it's not the same thing happening, right? It's not like like Ashwin to Cook. You can see okay, there's there's a weakness there that he ha- he, he knows he has to work on. With Butler, like, he gets out to a like. I mean, Ashwin bowled well in the first innings, but I, it, he just played the wrong shot to that Ashwin ball. The second innings, he's uh, Ishan's in the middle of a good spell, it's but Ashwin's the first. The uh, bottle is missing in the first innings. Yeah, it's a pretty innocuous delivery. Exactly, and even in the second, I mean, it's not Ishan was in a good in a in a good spell, but it wasn't. It, it's not like he go he bowled Butler an unplayable delivery. You know, see, so these are. Like he's gonna have, he has a lot more to work on to be to be like a consistently good Test match batsman. We'll, we'll not go to uh, Eaton Jennings too much because he just seemed confused by Ashwin, um, as <laughs> most people. Uh, and uh, Ben Stokes uh, with the bat, not the greatest game. Ben Stokes is another one who has a mental thing against Ashwin, by the way, like just like Cook. Um, although it didn't, I mean, that was the first innings and not the second innings, but he, he he's got. I think all, all the I, I think what this innings showed also from England is yeah obviously they have a pro weak batting lineup to an extent and they're prone to collapses and everything but it's just batting is hard in England on the right in the right conditions every batsman's going to struggle Kohli struggled and got through it but everyone struggled. Uh, Sid, how good was this? was Sam Curran in that innings? I, I thought he was complete genius. Yeah, he was, he was a he was a he was a joy to watch and um, we should have got him out quite early on. But uh, I think he played well. And I'd like to see more of him. Uh, I think we didn't discuss this earlier. But I just wanted to ask, you know when he got those four wickets in the first innings? I mean, sure, his batting was really good. But was it his bowling? Or was it just four shots that got into four wickets? No, I, I mean, I always felt that it was a combination of good bowling and having that, you know, a little bit of nip about him. He, he reminded me of uh, Matthew Hoggard a little bit. Around the same pace and does kind of a similar thing. Swings the ball very prodigiously back into the right hand. It doesn't much go away. But he has one that just kind of you know keeps going straight on with the arm. So that works as his J-term. Yeah. So as a good traditional left arm swing bowler in conditions like that, he'd be good. And he seemed uh, rather accurate, which I liked about him. So yeah, I took something there with his bowling. But his batting was the thing that blew me away. Yeah, he seems, he seems quite mentally strong. Even the way he um, shepherded, brought it uh, for, what, 28 balls? Even Rashid, <laughs> he did a really good job of hanging around the tail and, you know, yeah. taking the impetus and scoring those runs. And when Ashwin came into the attack, I think I think he got two sixes off him. Or six one and six, a six and a few and a boundaries. Yeah. And I don't think Kohli should have taken Ashwin off at that point. Yeah. Considering his average against left-handers. It was way too soon to take him off. He should have let current uh, hit him a bit and probably get out taking a race. But I think that's why he got a chance to bat long as he did because our bowlers couldn't, at least our seamers couldn't finish him off. Yeah, but, but I mean, he batted really well. I, I think if you say that, he that the very next over after he hit Ashwin for a six and a four, he played and missed every single ball that Umesh Yadav bowled at him. So like, I mean, there is an element of luck there. Like, obviously, he played a great innings. I'm not saying he, he didn't, but like. And I agree that Ashwin shouldn't have been taken off, but also like it was a chancy innings, and he got like he, I don't yes. think it was just a case of um, you know we bowled badly at him. We did. I, I'm not saying like there were plenty of bad balls at him, but also he just like we had one or two good overs at him where he just you know just played, found the shots or survived. Yes, but some of the shots did look really nice. I know he edged him over uh, the slips, uh, but some of the shots were good looking. Brought up his 50 with a 6 over extra cover, man, of Ishan Sharma. That's, that's something. Yeah. Listen, there's a lot of people that have had 6 over extra cover of Ishan Sharma. Listen, we've been praising Ishan. Let's just stick to being nice to him right now. Uh, okay, fine. I mean, I can. We'll take, take him on later. Yeah, I think um, it's his new haircut. <laughs> uh, just wanted to mention. It's that. aerodynamic. It really smart. Hey, I thought it would go the other way, that haircut, by the way. Prove what me do you mean? I did say on Twitter. We did say on Twitter that uh, Ishan Sharma's haircut would not be lucky for him, but it, you know, he got a five hundred dollars. Uh, why not? Yeah, it's all the hair. Right. Um, do you guys feel that uh, Umesh Yadav missed a trick? Uh, sorry, uh, Kohli missed a trick. Not bowling Umesh Yadav earlier in that inning. 
No, because Umesh was woeful in the first innings. I can't, I can't blame Kohli for not going to him earlier. I mean, yeah, Shami started off wayward, so at some point in time, he probably should have just... He might, he might have thought, okay, now it's the time to bring Umesh. But he go going by how he bowled in the first innings, I I would have understood any captain saying, I can't take that risk right now. He's spraying, he was spraying it all over the place. I mean, look, when he came on, he bowled well. It's a fair play to him. But I, I can understand a captain being a little hesitant on uh, to bring him on at that point. But 40 overs is a long time to wait. Yeah, but, but also by yeah. that point... You know, by that point, the bowlers, I mean, okay, two bowlers had gotten seven wickets. So, there, there was no reason to change that. And if if Kohli had to guess, okay, if I take Ishant off right now, which one is more likely to get me a wicket, Shami or uh, Umesh? I, I think most people would would have backed Shami then. But, I mean, for me, I, I personally felt that we kind of uh, lost the plot a little bit when Karan came out and started hitting everybody all over. Oh, yeah. Yeah, we should have finished them off. And, and go from 87 to 7, where they basically collapsed and we hung on to all our catches, uh, to having to chase 194. That's a lot of runs. Yeah. The last three wickets should not be putting on 100 runs in those conditions. No way. Yeah, I mean, not to compare Karan to Kohli, but like we we benefited from <laughs> the same we benefited from the same sort of output from our last three wickets in the first innings. Obviously, with a much better batsman shepherding the tail, but yeah. I think England would yeah. probably look at that, look back at that match and say like for as bad as they played, they would have thought that they should have had a hundred run lead of uh, at least around that much in uh, just on the first innings, and then it would have been a completely different game. Right. We'll move on to the final innings of the Test match. We eventually did bowl England up for one hundred and eighty, leaving one hundred and ninety four to chase. Um, what? really was going through Murli Vijay's head when he decided to leave that ball. I think he'd been... I don't know, actually. I I, I was going to try coming up with like a very clever, well-thought-out journalistic yeah. explanation and for this. And then I was like, no, no. Sex wife. <laughs> <laughs> I knew that was coming. But we had a, I actually had a request from a listener in Guyana <laughs> to add that one in there. We're international boys. We are yeah. international but yeah, what? I mean, look. The only reason he should be thinking about his own wife, let's let, and Dinesh Karthik's ex-wife, let's, is that if they're batting together and he's worried that Karthik might run him out, then he should be thinking about her. <laughs> when he's just facing swing, good swing bowling and, and something he's he's been fine with, he should not be thinking about his, you know, year long years long feud with Dinesh Karthik. Um, we'll, we'll be back to Dhawan. We'll be back to Rahul. Again, for the same reasons, and back to Rahane for the same reasons as the first innings. They all played pretty poor strokes. Well, Rahul ex- excluded, but Rahane and uh, and Dhawan uh, again. Yeah, Rahane Dhawan. Yeah. I mean, Rahane. That shot was just about as bad as the uh, as Rahul's first innings dismissal. Just like another floaty wide one that you can leave. Ideally, like if you're in form, you're probably hitting that for four. But otherwise, you should just be leaving that ball. Is Rahane in a prolonged slump is my next question. Because he hasn't scored runs. See, everyone says, keeps saying this. His last test innings, he was the only other person to get a 50 in that uh, in that innings, I believe, other than Kohli against South yeah. Africa. He got 45, but that 45 won us 60. Sorry, like, uh, 45, sorry, not 50. But like, yeah, that, that 45 helped win the test. But, but my point goes back further than South Africa. That was the only game he played on that tour in South Africa. Which in itself is an issue. Yeah, but... He didn't, I mean, you go back further than that. He didn't make runs against Sri Lanka in the Test Series here either. Yeah, Ajinkya Rahane somehow doesn't seem to like playing in India. Playing. Like, I find that really, really strange for somebody who's born and raised in Bombay, the capital of batting, and has made so many runs in Ranji Trophy cricket. How is it possible that you don't score runs in India? And when you go abroad, you decide to become, I don't know, Bradman. I think uh, it may it may be a mentality thing where I think he I mean it, we didn't see this side obviously in the first test but I get the feeling he uh, when there's a sense of response added responsibility to his batting I think he bats better um, which of course makes his shot even in the second innings even more inexplicable but it, yeah I was just about to ask that question yeah but no because I I mean what I remember Rahane is is the last England tour when he played he hit that magnificent century at Lords. And and uh, you know the sort of innings he's played in South Africa before and in, uh, you know elsewhere in New Zealand Australia he's he plays really well and I think he he does well when when 
you know the team needs someone to stand up and um, i and i think he kind of always needs that mentality to bring his best out of him which is why i think he is a, almost sort of as a contradiction i think he's the batsman i'm least worried about uh, when it comes into the second test because i think he's his mentality to, and the way he approaches his batting is just so um, fixed on that i think he'll just be able to fix it right before we move on to everybody else i just want five words about the best 18 you ever seen I'm talking about Dinesh Karthik. And we all knew you were talking about Dinesh Karthik. Oh, was it? Yeah, I think at one point, I think it's near the end of the day, he looked he looked okay. I thought we were going to pull this off. He just looked comfortable. I don't know what happened. You know look, when you, you you know when you say something in the tone of like you were, it literally sounded like Sid was about to say he looked great and then that sentence ends with the word okay that that probably says all you need to know about dinesh kapoor yeah i know but that's you know because as a as an as a cricket fan and an indian cricket fan i was hoping I was of course hoping he was going to do all right yeah and he course. he almost did when the when the day's play ended on the fourth day he didn't look like any of the other batsmen who was going to play a silly shot and no. get out he looked in and he i mean to be fair he didn't play obviously things went wrong the next day yeah and to be fair, and it's not like he got out to a bad shot he just he, got out to a decent ball but yeah i mean look obviously during in the moment we all wanted dinesh karthik to do well but now that he dropped a catch and didn't really bat particularly well either time you have to wonder yeah, like all the criticisms just come back you know and that yeah. shot person is where he left basically the gateway of india <laughs> the coaching to pass through um Anyway, uh, moving on, we'll not go too much into Kohli or his dismissal again. Uh, we will now move on to actually previewing the second test because the rest of the Indian innings kind of just fell away in a heap, uh, other than Hardik Pandya and he his decision to, for some reason, not uh, not farm the strike towards the end. I didn't really understand that, but I'm yeah. not going to go too much into it. Uh, yeah, because we'll I mean, we didn't lose this game because of Hardik Pandya not farming the strike. We lost the game because of. Yeah, yeah, he said, and then when he did get the strike, he got out. So yeah. You know, there's not also, much but by the way, fair play to Pandya. The only other batsman apart from Kohli to face 50 balls in both innings, in 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 any innings, yeah. but he did it in both. Fair enough. I mean, I, he did seem to show some sort of attitude as to how to kind of combat the condition. Uh, okay, yeah, we're just gonna go uh, to go move forward now and uh, preview the second test that begins on Thursday. Uh, David Milan has been dropped from the English side, and Oli Pope is coming. He's having a bumper season. Yeah, he's uh, scored six eighty-four runs this season uh, at an average of eighty-five, which is pretty impressive. And I think that brings his overall county, like first-class average, to sixty-three, which is the second highest ever in county cricket history for anyone who's played more than fifteen matches. So for a twenty-year-old, that's pretty impressive. And Aditya, you know how you were talking about being really old earlier. Do you want to guess when Oli Pope was born? <laughs> Thanks for wow. that. Wow, nineteen ninety-eight. Right. That's ridiculous. Shots fired, man. Thanks. <laughs> Shots fired, indeed. No, no, but genuinely, he looks. Look, I mean, I get it. Sam Curran's twenty. Well. I was feeling old throughout that innings. <laughs> I, it's just going to be one more now that uh, now that Oli Pope's in the squad. Yeah. Um, and then, of course, there's the big axe hanging over Ben Stokes. Yeah. Um, what they do with that? Who they play? Uh, how do you guys see this? Just a quick one on that. Uh, I look. I think there's a lot of talk again about two spinners, even more so than there was going into Edgerton with Lords supposedly going to be a spin condi- spin conducive pitch. Um, so there's a case for bringing Mohan Ali in. I think see here. I mean, look, Stokes goes out, Balan goes out, and now you have Chris Wokes who's back in the squad, back from injury. Uh, Oli Pope on on his uh, with his batting form and Mohan Ali with who did just get a five four as a in in county cricket, I think it's his first county five four, uh, and obviously is a you know a fairly capable batsman although he's susceptible to being bounced out by Ishan Sharma. So there, there is a decision there. I think England also really worried about the number of left handers they have in the lineup, so that might mean why Mohan misses out. But if they're going with seconds uh, with uh, two spinners, then I think it would probably be. Moyen and Chris Wokes. Yeah, yeah. Because yeah. um, I think with Stokes, what they're going to miss is his bowling more than anything else, which is why I think Wokes is definitely coming. For him. Yeah, I think Wokes is going to be the 
and then it comes down to whether you bring in a second spinner or whether you reinforce the batting lineup with uh, with Ollie Pope. But why would you have Wokes and Moyali both? Where would you drop for that then? Because if if we're bringing that second spinner, then you just bring in Moyen instead of like Stokes, and then because they already have three um, seamers, why would you get Wokes and Ali? Because Wokes can bat as well. See, I have a feeling that England don't ever want to go into a match with just three seamers anymore. I think they will. They would rather have four seamers and two spinners than three than and and be a little light on in the batting department than just have three seamers. I, even after even after all their collapses and knowing that their strong order isn't, I mean, top order isn't that strong. Well, they. I mean, Mohan Ali is still rated as a batsman. He has one glaring weakness, like we mentioned, and Ishant will exploit it. I mean, all of them can exploit it. But they still see him as a fairly capable batsman. Let's not forget, there's not so long ago he was batting number three, or at least he was being tried out at number three. He's even opened in Test cricket. Yeah, he's even opened in Test cricket. I mean, look who in the last two three years who hasn't opened for England in Test cricket. <laughs> <laughs> Fair enough. I'm saying that they are going to go to three seamers just purely because uh, from the weather reports that I've gotten around London, uh, they are in the middle <laughs> biggest heat waves ever. <laughs> Sid speaking as if he's personally received a copy of the yeah. report. Other than having just like, looked up Google the, the, a few minutes ago. The, the Met has just, <laughs> just given him a call. Whether the people gave me a call and said London is 33 degrees for the last three days. So they probably will play two spinners and uh, Ollie Pope is my pick to come in instead of Milan. That's the English side for, for you. I mean, India's side uh, isn't going to change. Well, they have to. I feel they should make an enforced change, a couple of enforced changes. I want, firstly, Shikhar Dhawan needs to be dropped. All in favor? Yeah, I'd say so. See, I mean, I don't think Shikhar Dhawan should be playing in tests outside of India anyway. I just don't like. I mean, Pujara hasn't been in great form and he was playing county cricket this year, so he should ideally be the batsman most. Ready for this, and yet he's he didn't he didn't play well in county. He didn't play well in the warm up matches. Um, so like that, you have two spots to go between Rahul, Pujara, Dhawan. I like I'm not sure that there's a guaranteed way to pick any of those two. Like you, you if someone said we are sticking with Dhawan and Rahul, I'd be like, I mean that's iffy. But you know Pujara hasn't made a case for himself. So those top three spots are still iffy for you. So I th- I think Vijay gets in for sure. Like I know he didn't play well, uh, he didn't you know make a big score in either innings. But I, this Vijay is someone you just know he has the temperament to play the moving ball. He has good memories of batting at Lords. Obviously, the last time he was here, he hit a second innings ninety seven to to help get a victory. Uh, and also, he just seems like someone who he who can learn from his mistakes a lot better than most of the other batsmen. Like I, like I was saying about Rahane earlier, Vijay is very similar to that. I, I mean, I think the same thing about Pujara as well. It's just that Pujara hasn't actually shown that over the last year or so. Uh, and so, I, I don't know if it's guaranteed that he would walk in and be an improvement at number three at this point. Okay, so your three picks are? I, I get the feeling England, India aren't changing it. I think they're going to stick with Dhawan and Rahul for one more match. And Vijay, obviously. Okay. And uh, Sid? Uh, I would like, I'd like to have Vijay, uh, Rahul and Pujara but knowing Kohli and Shastri man those guys <laughs> I don't know what goes on in their head we'll probably have that one so and Shastri's big now, yeah I hate those guys I mean I hate I love Kohli the player but some of the things he says in press conferences and I know we're going to possibly discuss this later about um, instinct versus picking players on stats and technique did you see Kohli's uh press conference before the first game where he's like, yeah, we're going to go with a gut feeling. You can't say that as a captain of a cricket team. It seems a bit counterintuitive to say that, definitely. Uh, but I want your three picks. <laughs> yeah, I'll go for I'll go for um, Vijay Rahul and Pujara. I think Pujara needs to be back. Yeah, I, I'd agree with that. I think Shikhar needs to go and Pujara needs to be back. Just to get some sort of grit into that top order. Yeah, uh, I think the too many airy fairy shots going on at the moment, and, oh. and somebody with a bit of a of a of a of a knack for hanging around, maybe it could help. Um, yeah, just by the way, I I I want Pujara back in the side. I just don't think it's going to happen. Okay, fair enough. Um, 
you won't change the other two spots. I think Kohli and Rahane maintain theirs. Uh, do you keep Dinesh Karthik or do you try Rishabh Pant? I think at this stage it's still too early. Uh, yeah, yeah, keep Karthik. Yeah. You guys agree? Yeah. yeah, keep Karthik. Okay, moving on from that, then moving forward, um, do you play a second spinner if you have spinning conditions? And if you do, who do you drop? I think the bigger question, I think the dilemma there is who do you drop? Because the ideally, I think most people, or I, the, the logical choice would probably be you bring in Jadeja, take out Pandya. I just, I, as given how weak our batting lineup was, I'm a little hesitant on making it even weaker. Like, I know Jadeja's a capable batsman, but if is he going to hang around if the conditions are tough? I don't think so. And Pandya has shown that aptitude but, now. Pandya has shown aptitude, yes, but I have a feeling with Jadeja. He's one of those players who's a little bit like Stuart If he gets on a roll, like, he could change games. He's not oh, yeah. necessarily a consistent player, but when he does get on a roll, he, he can change matches. Now, last time when we won at Lords, Jadeja was there along with Rahane, he was there. They made the runs. They were the ones that put us in the strong position that we ended up winning the game from. Yeah, no, I, look, I mean, I rem- well remember Jadeja's last uh, appearance at Lords because, of course, he um, was, you know, tonking James Anderson everywhere and then he did his famous, like, I think that was possibly the first time he ever got to do his famous Rajput celebration after he got to his fifth, half century and then he, of course, also ended up having a fight with James Anderson. So, I, look, if Jadeja's in, I'll love it. It's just that I don't think... I'd, he's not reliable as a batsman. Of course, he's a great spinner. He's you know he's actually ranked above Ashwin in the test rankings. So, if, it's, if it just comes down to a, we put in two spinners, he's definitely the one I'd pick. But the batting right now, given that we're coming off of two batting collapses, it's just... It would worry me that we have another sort of wild card batsman in at towards the end. On, yeah. that, on that note, on that note, is there another... Is there a case there for picking a sixth batsman as opposed to picking that sort of all-rounder? But then I think it gets into you... If we pick a sixth yes. batsman, then we can only pick one spinner, I think. Because um, like going in with two, just two quicks and two spinners is probably a bad idea. I mean, not Fair probably, enough. it's definitely a bad idea. <laughs> Fair enough. The three quicks, I feel, would, should, should maintain this one. Yeah. Um, so, we picked the top three. Uh, four and five kind of picked themselves. Uh, Pandya or Jadeja, both of you? If, if we had to pick two spinners, I'd probably drop Pandya. Because he didn't bowl much. So, I think he's the only person we can drop in that side right now. If we had to play a second spinner. I'd much rather have Jadeja. Right, fair enough. Devra, the respected journalist. Um, I mean, now that I've gone on to this whole monologue about how Pandya is a better batsman than Jadeja, um, <laughs> I, the the funny part is yeah I think I I like the, as as Sid said the if if a call has to be made the, the Pandya is the only one you can drop you can't bring in Jadeja for Umesh yeah. or Shami or Ishant uh, because Pandya can't be just Pandya can't be the third spin uh, third seam so if I, if it has to come down between those two then I would pick Jadeja as well right okay uh, so and the rest of the three bowlers will probably pick. Four bowlers picked themselves, Ashwin, Shami, yeah. Ishan, and she wouldn't change that. No, uh, no news on Jaspreet Bumrah's fitness and whether he's going to be ready in time for that second test. Most likely he's not. Out. Yeah, he's out. It he's just out. came, yeah, before we start recording. Uh, yeah. He's been ruled out. Oh, he's been ruled out. Okay. All right. Um, yeah, so, I mean, that's pretty much the preview for the second test. Just before we move on, uh, I need results from you guys. Do you see England winning this? Is it going to be a draw? Or do you see India going back in the city? I think with the mentality this Indian team has, and we've seen that in South Africa as well, where we uh, battle through the tough conditions. If we just need a couple of more performances from a batsman, and this is our test to lose, I think I think India will win this one. Yeah, I'm, I'm going with that. I think it's just a matter of a couple of key players standing up, and we should win this. And I mean, look, India have good history, recent history at Lords. England have awful recent history at Lords. They have they've lost to uh, I mean they failed to beat Sri Lanka. They lost to Pakistan. They lost to India four years ago. Uh, I think and Ben Stokes is out. And Ben Stokes is out, and that's a huge miss. Like you, essentially, we need they need two people to replace him. That I I think they'll miss that immensely. And our batsmen will will love not uh, not facing him. I, I I'm gonna go with an Indian win as well. Wow. Uh, 
Alright. Uh, so, if, guys, if, if India don't win, you guys just follow us on Twitter and give us all the abuse, man. We jinx them. Yeah, uh, I, I listen. I, I feel I'm going to get more abuse for this than I ever did for MS Dhoni. <laughs> but uh, okay, we'll just go quickly to some other affairs in international cricket. The Ben Stokes trial. Uh, a couple of things from that. There was the whole incident, uh, of course, at the Embargo nightclub in Bristol that night uh, in September of last year, for which, of course, he got banned, uh, missed the Ashes, then came back into the side. Uh, but there are a few details that have come out today. Uh, one of them was that in the incident, during the incident itself, before he got in, he got into any sort of brawl with uh, passers-by and that kind of things. Uh, two things happened. One, there was abuse hurled at a gay couple that were walking out of the club. Firstly, and second of all, and on a slightly more comical note, the bouncer to the nightclub did not allow Ben Stokes and Alex Hales in, was offered £300 to let them in, said no. Now, either this guy has some seriously strong willpower, <laughs> or who they are. Or, or say the uh, reality, which is the club was, I think, he was just shut. I don't know what Ben Stokes wanted to go inside and do. The club wasn't shut, but they weren't allowing anybody in. That's the official version of things. Yeah, because I, I, some other... Um, News website I was following said the club was actually shut. So, anyways, I think it's all it's all allegedly, right? We, this was just the prosecution saying stuff. We yeah. don't know Ben's. No, there was apparently. Well, apparently for him, um, for him uh, abusing the gay couple, there was a witness, the bouncer. Uh, so, and that's gone into court. But this raises some serious questions with the ECB itself. I mean, first of all, uh, is that your uh, approach to gay? cricketers, gay people. Um, we know what happened to the only guy that was openly gay and ended up playing international cricket for India, the, uh, for, for England, the only keeper Davies. Uh, and, you know, he, he didn't really last too long in that setup, did he? See, look, um, I, I, that's obviously a very uh, important point to make. I think the one thing that should be said first is, like, is that there is a, um, there's a sort of he said, she said uh, status yeah. to get to this uh, to the whole incident at the moment because when uh, he, even today in court and when Ben Stokes was arrested what the the original story that came out was that he was defending a gay couple from abuse and therefore uh, that's you know that's what led him to get violent now I, I mean if it's if it's what uh, if what happens if what's actually happened is what happened to, what's been said today that he was the one hurting abuse at, uh, at, at a gay couple then there's a huge huge uh, call for England to make because they can't be seen endorsing that. Um, you know, in this day and age when, when inclusivity is uh, is such a hot-button issue, you can't have uh, a player of that prominence being, essentially being a homophobe. Uh, you can't, and you can't just say, look, he's talented enough to play for us, so we'll just give him sensitive, sensitivity training and but, we'll move on to that. Like, I can't see that, see that being an answer. But, uh, Aditya, I just, just want to say I think with things like this, uh, what matters is due process, and then after that, if he's still convicted of all of oh, these yeah, things, oh yeah, absolutely. You know, you know that whole thing that happened with Chad Evans, the Sheffield United player who um, apparently raped someone, and then he was um, he got off, he was acquitted in a retrial. Yeah. Uh, the whole conversation about oh these guys are role models and blah blah blah. My point then and still now about this is if he serves his time. I think he should be welcomed back into the setup because what's the point of not allowing anyone a chance to rehabilitate back into society? Okay. I, I see your point there. How is this different from uh, match fixing and, and Mohammed Amir? It's exactly the same, isn't it? He's done his, his sort of uh, community service, which was uh, basically endorsed the ICC's whole anti corruption unit. And, uh, you know, he's done his time and he's back in the side. So, how is how would this be different if Stokes is uh, is convicted? I wouldn't say it's the same simply because um, there are larger implications like outside of the game of cricket. With match fixing, obviously, like, uh, you know, we as cricket fans were all like upset and hurt and angry with any anyone who was convicted of match fixing and any notion that, you know, the game was being uh, impacted. But with... When it comes to with Chad Evans and his rape trial, with Gabe, with Stokes now, and if he's 
said what the prosecution says. He said, it, like, it sends, it, it has implications outside of cricket, right? Where you're not just talking about, okay, he's done his time and served, you know, like, you know, served his penance in terms of being a cricketer. Like, here, it, count, it counts as who he is as a person. Um, yeah, but my point is that people are allowed to grow. And if, oh, he's, yeah, if he's fine, given some time, we won't be picking you if suspended for three years. But after that, if he's eligible, if the court doesn't have a problem, who are we to have a problem? The other you know, if you know what I mean, right? Yeah. I think people are allowed to grow. You can no. have, you can make mistakes. I agree, but I think saying, then, I don't I think condone then any would... of his actions. But after, let's say, he gets he gets fined uh, some money, he gets suspended. Eventually, he he should be allowed to come back. No, I, I'm not saying that you know he deserves a life ban. I w- what I would say is I think you need to see a level of contrition from him. Whereas like, if he comes out, he firstly he admits that yeah, that's that, that's ex- I, look. Well, assuming that this is what's happened, if uh, if that's what's happened, then he'd have to come out say, "Yep, that that was me. I said something incredibly stupid. I'm. I know it's hurtful. I'm sorry for it." I think he'd have to do. He, he, it can't just be a case of serving the time and being back, coming back in the sport. I think he'd have to take a lot of steps before he could just do that. But uh, yeah, I believe that that's included in. No, I mean, serving, brought, so I'm sure he'll go through this, and you never know. First, like I agree with what you're saying. I completely agree. But a lot of this, you never know if they're being genuine. Because let's be honest, as soon as this is over, his PR team takes over, and he'll obviously say all the right things. Yeah, that's true. So, so that that brings me to my next point, and, and straight to my next point. In the event that this had, it, 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 the, the events of this as they've progressed, do you think the ECB was right in allowing him to come back once he wasn't on trial for that sort of extended period between? the New Zealand tour and up till now? I think it depends on what the ECB knew, right? If they knew what... The, uh, when, no, when what, he was, what, we knew, what we know they knew was that this guy has been accused of something, has been put on trial. The trial date has been confirmed for so-and-so date, which is this week. And what they did know was that something had happened. Yeah, that was but, a bit questionable. Uh, but but uh, at that yeah, point, at that point, thing, all the, the ECB thing, knew was that uh, was that he essentially gotten into a brawl outside a pub. That's that's all that they knew. This level of I, I agree, but were they right? Now my question is very simple. Uh, I don't want to go into too many of the semantics of it, but do you think they were right in actually allowing him to come back, or do you yeah. think they should have said that? Okay, look, we're not going to let him play international cricket until he has been acquitted. No, I think I think they were right in letting him come back and play because the whole idea of the legal system is that you're guilty. I mean, sorry, what is the thing? You're um, <laughs> innocent until until. Uh, how am I forgetting this? Say that again. Innocent until proven Yeah, sorry, I had a brain fade there. Uh, the brain. But anyway, yes, yeah, so innocent until proven guilty, and it was. I don't know why they should have suspended him because they didn't know anything. They were, you should be waiting for the court to make that verdict, right? And if they had the same sort of information as we did, where it was just a brawl, and it's a matter of due process, and until he's proven guilty, why should you suspend him? Right, fair enough. Right, uh, we'll move on from Ben Stokes and that whole sordid affair into something far more exciting going on in England. The Kia Super League. Respected journalists, take it away. Yeah, look, and and exciting definitely for England cricket, but exciting for Indian fans especially because uh, Smithy Mandana especially and even and Haman Kapreet Kaur with one innings, absolutely killing it. And this is what we've been waiting to see. I think uh, since the um, since the World Cup run to the final last year, where uh, you wanted uh, India's women cricketers to get more opportunities outside, they got you know they got to play. Some of them got to play in the uh, sorry, just Haman Kapreet got to play in the Big Bash last year. Now. Um, uh, Smithy Mandana is here. She's the top run scorer by far, which is it's like the uh, the stats there are ridiculous. Like the most, she's on around. She, she so the next highest run scorer after her is on has less than two hundred runs, and Smithy Mandana is on three hundred thirty eight. She's averaging eighty. Wow. Yeah, it's there's that's that's her. she's on three thirty eight. The next best performer is on ninety two. She's averaging eighty four in that tournament. Of, Wonderful of, cricketer, though. Really elegant left-hander. Yeah, and, and such good play. And she's, she's just, and she like, 
she looks like the modern day T20 cricketer, right? She has like she has good shots. She can muscle it over the boundary. Just like good all-round batsman, scored a century, which is uh, also very good to see. I think um, the uh, and also scored, sorry, and also got this joint fastest T20 50. So both in men's and women's T20 cricket, now we have an Indian holding that record. Um, yeah, it's just been good. And and Harmanpreet Kaur came in. She she hasn't played every game so far, but she came in, played a match-winning innings. It's you know it, it's just been good to see both of them perform this well. And uh, Mandana's team, the Western Storm, are leading that. Yeah. Uh, they shoe for the final. Yeah. Yeah. Pretty much. And I think. I mean, she's batting with Heather Knight and sort of you know blowing her out of the, out of the water. Like she's got nearly hundred more than hundred fifty more runs comparatively. It's, just, it's like what if you just go and watch some of Mandana's innings and the, the shots that she's been playing. Like like um, Sid said, the, the the way she plays to the offside is just classical left-handed way to watch batting. Yeah, it's a very uh, exciting tournament as well. There's a lot of uh, very big star players. Uh, Elise Perry from Australia, Stefani Dayer of the West Indies, and uh, a lot more of the big guns, a lot of yeah, the southern. Did, did, did you know Elise Perry's played both in the Football World Cup and the Cricket World Cup? Yes, I did know yeah. that. She's the, the dream of like every, every sportsman to be that good. To yeah. represent your country in two in sports is actually yeah. incredible. I don't know why she's not more popular. She's very popular in her native Australia, but uh, don't believe the rest of the world has heard too much about her. No. But I mean, look, in cricket, obviously now everyone knows who Elise Perry is. So she's made a name for herself. Yeah, uh, right. We'll move on from that. Um, there was a short roundup of what's been going on in the Kia Super League. Uh, we will give you more updates on that as the tournament progresses. And uh, we'll be keeping a special eye out for both Mandana and Harmanpreet Kaur uh, as to a sort of Indian perspective on the tournament, being, with them being the only two Indian players. Right, we'll move on to our social media roundup. We have a few fun things this week. Uh, let's start with the Bami Army and their rickshaw. Dude, you take that away, man. That, that just, the, the video you showed me was hilarious. I mean, that was just brilliant. Um, yesterday, the English Bami Army took on the Bharat Army of India. Uh, I don't know why we have that name. I, I just, it, we could have been so much more inventive. It's a bit silly. Here, yeah, SP, why don't you tell us what name you think we should have? The Swami Army. <laughs> That's already The Bami Army versus the, the Swami, Swami Army. Army but yeah, the Swami Army, sorry. The Bami Army took on the Bharat Army in a T10 game at the Richmond's Cricket Club. And uh, one of the Bami Army openers actually managed to score a century in a 10-over game. How is that even possible? Um, Maybe Rashid turned out for the Bharat Army? He's Pakistani, he wouldn't have had him anyway. Oh yeah, that would have been controversial. That would have been very controversial. Uh, I'm pretty sure Rashid doesn't want that sort of controversy right after what he's just been through. That's true. Very, very true. Yeah, he's already at the like bare Michael Vaughan chatting shit. Imagine all of India and Pakistan getting involved. <laughs> oh dear God. And you add Michael Vaughan to the list. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but no, the best bit about the Bami Army has to be what they did during the drinks break. Please, can somebody tell me how you normally carry drinks onto a cricket field? Um, in my hands? On the roller in your hand? But the Bami Army had a definitively brilliant way of doing it. They commandeered an auto rickshaw and then drove it onto the pitch. <laughs> Where do you find an auto rickshaw in the UK from, first of all? <laughs> how they actually got a rickshaw? They've actually taken a rickshaw onto the field. It's <laughs> I love it. That, it's that, video, that it's video just the, is like going around the pitch. That video has to be seen. That video has to be seen. And there's another brilliant video that also has to be seen. doesn't include the Bami Army, but it does include James Anderson. Yeah, maybe James. He's going grey hair. Maybe he's going blind. But James Anderson and that golf course did not mix this week. I think I think Sid said it best, so I'll let him say it again. Yeah, James Anderson got a swing wrong. <laughs> we don't say that much often, but I think he just... Well, I, I don't even know how to describe it. I think he's just trying to hit a golf ball out of a rough area. 
and he's hit it straight up into his face. <laughs> and I hope he's injured himself, uh, but I don't think he has. I think Stuart Broad was recording it, and <laughs> I think in the video James Anderson says he's fine, but he doesn't look fine. Look, if he's sporting any cuts on his face during the Lord's Test, we are going to be laughing our asses off. Yeah. This is why Jadeja has to play. He's reminded <laughs> <laughs> And if that wasn't controversial enough. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, that's our social media roundup, unless you guys have any other inputs. Um, honestly, like, shameless self-plug here, but like, I, if anyone wasn't following us on Twitter during the first match, like, we were on fire. You guys had to see the tweets we were putting out, so start following us. We are still on fire and also we're, uh, we will be donating to a charitable cause. We will be transferring money to the Cricket Iceland Fund because, you know, that Twitter handle is just completely brilliant. Um, and, uh, yeah, pretty much that's our show today, guys. Yeah, thanks for listening, everyone. <laughs>